Well, congratulations, everyone. You made it to 2017, right? That's, that's something to be excited about, amen? Yeah, yeah. So what I want to do before we begin this morning, uh, we've had this theme, I don't know if you can tell, but we've been praying a lot this morning. So we're going to talk about prayer, but before we do, I, I think we just got to, if you made it to 2017 with all the stuff that's going on in the world today, you ought to give God praise, glory, and honor, Amen. So, so can we thank God this morning for him allowing us to see this year and, and thank him for allowing us to get through last year, which was really crazy, okay? So let's, let's pray before we begin this morning, and then we'll jump right into the material. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We thank you, thank you, Lord, so, so much for allowing us to have breath in our lungs, allowing us to be in our right minds and to have good health and to see this day in 2017. Lord, we thank you so much for walking with us throughout the entire year last year. Many of us faced a lot of tragedy, a lot of hardship, a lot of difficulty. Many of our loved ones and family members didn't get to see this year, didn't get to see today. So, Lord, we praise you and thank you for this year. We thank you for getting us through last year. And I pray that as we start off this year, that we would dedicate our hearts, our minds, and our souls to serving you with everything that we have and everything that we are. We love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Let us all say amen. Well, I want to say good morning and welcome to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you're visiting with us for the first time, and as I look around, I see some new faces, we want to let you know that you are our honored guest and that you're always welcome to this church building whenever the doors are open. And we believe this. We believe you've come to the right church this morning because I don't think you'll find a finer place in all of the universe. Amen. So we're excited and thankful that you are here with us. So for my Dallas Cowboys fans this morning, which I know 90% of you are, um, (laughs) you've got a game going on right now. And I heard Tony Romo is in the game. So uh, I'm going to pray for y'all. Amen. You know um, what the Dallas Cowboys and a Chick-fil-A manager have in common, don't you? Neither show up for work on Sundays. Boo, boo, boo. No, that was good. Well, it was good when they weren't that good. <laughs> oh, Cowboys. <laughs> you know, in thinking about the new year today, uh, like I said, I, I, I believe we need to talk about prayer because as we think about the new year, one of the things that we do is we, we write down resolutions, we write down goals, objectives, things that we want to accomplish, things that we want to see happen in our lives. And I think the way that we can accomplish these things is through a life of prayer. Prayer is so, so vitally important to accomplishing any task and any goal that we have. And you know, one of the universal desires of human beings is to improve. And as I look at you this morning, I know that for 2017, you're probably saying to yourself, I want to get better in this area or do better in that area. I want to improve. None of us want to go backwards or sideways. We want to progress. We want to get better. We want to improve. It's universal. We all, we all hope and wish and pray to grow in some area 
of our lives. And one of the proofs that we have is that we spend billions of dollars every year on projects and products and gizmos uh, that will help us improve our lives and make them better. So we have an entire industry, especially around this time of year, that's built around the idea of if you'll just buy this product or if you eat our food, then your life will be better. Just last night, I was staying up watching Mariah Carey's debacle, um, but I was staying up watching Dick Clark's New Year's uh, extravaganza, and they had this infomercial come on. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but it was a bike or a stationary sit-down contraption where you can watch TV, sit down, and pedal at the same time and be losing weight while you're watching TV. And I said, that's something I need, amen, right? So they had this lady who was sitting down in this chair, and she was eating, pedaling, and watching TV at the same time. And I said, wow, there, there you go. And then the price came up. You can have this for $19.95, right? And, and we're going to throw in two, right, just because it's the holidays. You know, we, we, we come up with all these ideas and these contraptions and these gizmos and gadgets to make our lives easier and better. But we know that results sometimes don't really, they don't really last. I don't know how many QVC fans, I think that's, we are in the house this morning, but we, we get little gadgets to make things better and easier. And, the, and these things, like I said, don't last. Um, so really the question for us this morning is, is there something that can guarantee us permanent change in our lives, right? Is there something out there that can guarantee this uh, is there anything out there that can really transform our lives for the long term, for the permanent? And I think the answer is yes, and the answer is Jesus, right? So as I think about my own goals this year, I know that I can't accomplish anything if I don't have Jesus in my life. I can't do anything if I don't have the Lord helping me, right? And I think one of the things that we have to couple with that is this idea of prayer, so as the storm was raging, the captain realized that the ship was sinking fast. And he called out, anyone here know how to pray? And one man stepped forward, Captain, I know how to pray. Good, said the captain. You pray while the rest of us put on our life jackets because we're one short, right? When it comes to prayer, there are really two different ideas, right? I've met some people that when it comes to prayer, they go, this prayer thing really doesn't really do much, right? What it is is psychological. You're just lifting up stuff and clearing your thoughts in your mind, and, and, and it doesn't really work. I had a soldier, as a matter of fact, not too long ago, I want to say a couple months ago, I said, hey, I'm going to pray for you. He said, chaplain, don't pray for me. Don't pray for me. I don't really believe in that, right? And then there's the other side where people say, look, if it weren't for prayer, if I didn't have prayer in my life, I don't know how I could make it. And there are those out there that really, truly believe that when you pray, God will answer the prayers and things can move and shake and happen, right? And I hope and pray that all of us are on that other side where we believe in the power, the power of prayer. Because if we do, some magnificent things can happen. And why do I say that? I say that because of these three stories that I want to examine in Scripture this morning. So I want to look at three stories in the Bible about prayer. 
and how prayer changed everything for these individuals. And then the message will be yours. Didn't realize we didn't have children's worship, so I'll, I'll, I'll cut it down just a little bit, okay? So three, three passages of Scripture. The first one I want to look at is found in Psalm 51. Psalm 51, and you guys will, will understand the context. I'm actually going to read, I'm going to read, I believe, up to verse 10 of Psalm 51. So if you have your Bibles, open up uh, and follow along with us. Psalm 51, uh, beginning in verse number 1, and I'll skip around a little bit. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Verse number 10, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. If we think about the context of this passage, we know that this was a response from King David to God. And why did this response happen? Well, we know because of King David's mess up, right? He got himself in a position in a place where he really, really messed up with God. You remember the story of David and Bathsheba and Uriah, right? Her, uh, all this stuff happening. He did some things. He committed adultery, then took the husband, put him on the front line in war, and then he was killed. You guys know the background, the history, right? And then he continued on with his life as if nothing happened. And I wonder how many of us function in that way sometimes. We have sin and iniquity in our lives, and we continue to go on like, like nothing is really happening, right? Commentators state that after David had committed this egregious sin of adultery and, and, and murder, he would go into the temple and, and pretend like nothing was going on, Right? And I think from time to time as believers in Christ, we can do that as well. We have a lot of iniquity and sin in our life, and we can show up at church every single Sunday and pretend like nothing's going on, right? But the God that I serve makes it very clear that he will call out iniquity and sin every single time in our lives. He's done it to me <laughs> countless times, right? So here enters into the picture Nathan, and he says, look, God knows what's going on. And he's not going to stand for it. And it's not right. And then we see David write this response. Lord, cleanse me because I'm a hot mess. That's the Darden International Version, right? Cleanse me because I'm a hot mess and I got a lot of problems and a lot of issues in my life. And then we get to verse number 10. Create in me a clean heart, 
O God. What David needed in this text was an attitude adjustment. He needed a new heart, and what helped him with that was a life of prayer. So I pray for 2017 that we'll kind of have the same mentality, this mindset, knowing that we're all filthy rags, even from our mother's womb. We all have sin and iniquity in our lives, that we'll pray that God gives us a new mind and a new heart so that we can be on fire on fire him for him. An attitude adjustment. You know what an attitude adjustment it is, right? If you used to get spankings when you were little, you definitely know what that is, right? <laughs> My mom, when I was younger, I used to go up, she said, Jason, you would need an, you need an attitude adjustment, right? I say that to my kids now, don't I? You need an attitude adjustment. And that's what we need for 2017, an attitude adjustment, and prayer can help us, help us with that. Second passage, Isaiah chapter 38, verses 1 through 5. You guys know the story of Hezekiah, right? Hezekiah is a powerful, powerful story, one of my favorite. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you are going to die and you will not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. So, little background on Hezekiah. We know that he was a king, right? And he was one of the righteous kings in the history uh, of the children of Israel, right? He would fight against the Assyrians. But what he did is he made sure that all the people that he was leading and, and, and his direction was right before God, right? Hezekiah was this just king in the midst of all this turmoil and problems and difficulties. He said, I'm going to step up and I'm going to serve the Lord and you people are going to follow me, right? So he lived a righteous, righteous life and came to the point where he was going to pass away, right? It was time for him to go and God was gracious enough to send an angel to say, hey, get your affairs in order. Don't you wish you had that today, right? You're going to die in 2019 or 2030, so make sure that you get your affairs in order. Today, we just don't know, right? But God gave him a gift. And guess what Hezekiah decided to do? He didn't say, hey, Lord, hey, I get it. I'm good. I've lived a blessed life. I'm a king. Let me go on and be with you and just transition, right? He decided to do something different. He said, you know what? I'm going to pray a miraculous prayer that God would heal me, right? that he would heal me. So as we continue on, it goes here. Remember, O Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. You see what he was doing? He was defending himself before God almost. Remember, God, how good I was. You remember when I did this? Remember when I did that? This is kind of absurd to me, right? But you remember, Lord, wholeheartedly devotion have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept. Bitterly, then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, go tell Hezekiah, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears, and I would add 15 years to your life. Love this story. Now, I've heard countless sermons and uh, messages on how typically God doesn't change his mind, right? God is who he is. When he makes a decision, he sticks with it and doesn't change his mind. Now, I don't understand all the theology behind that, but when I read this text, when I read this story, it seems to me that God might have changed his mind. And I think there's some power in that. There's power in prayer. So I would encourage us to think about this this morning. What we saw was we saw really a miracle in the natural. 
I don't know how many of us believe in miracles today or not. I still do. And you can't tell me nothing, right? I believe God can do anything. I believe he can make the impossible possible, right? And what we see here is we see a prayer to make the impossible possible. We see a prayer of a, of a miracle, right? So this year, you may be facing situations that seem impossible, and what you need is you need a miracle in your life. And guess what? God can make the impossible possible. If you believe he can do it, he can do it. But we fall into this trap, don't we? I do it all the time. Who knows what God is going to do? He may not answer that. This may just be the direction. This is, I'm not going to pray for that, but I would encourage you this year to pray for miracles in your life for 2017 and see what God does, right? See what God does. Uh, last story I want to look at is one of my favorite, favorite stories in the Bible. It's here, Jonah chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. You know why this is my favorite? Probably because I can identify with Jonah. <laughs> and many of you guys can too, right? When God wants us to do something, we take off, don't we? And then we get caught up, right? So I love this story. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the world of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean's depths, and I sank down into the heart of the sea. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. You guys know the story of Jonah. God said to Jonah, Jonah, this is prophet. I want you to go to Nineveh, and I want you to go, go preach the gospel and spend some time there and, and help people to repent. And Jonah said, I'm not going over there. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going over there. So remember what he did? He ran from the Lord and hid <laughs> on a boat, right? He tried to get away from God, and then as luck has it, these storm came up, and these fishermen were like, look, who's the cause of this, right? And then he got thrown overboard and got swallowed by a fish. I don't know. Do you guys identify this, with this? When you know God wants you to do something, and you run away from it, and all this stuff starts happening, right? And what Jonah needed in this point in his life is he needed to stop, and he needed to repent, right? So while he was in the belly of the fish, he prayed to the Lord and asked the Lord for repentance and forgiveness, really. And God put him up on dry land, and then the rest is, is history. So he was able to get in the right relationship, right condition again when he prayed to God, and God said, okay, okay, I'm going to let up, <laughs> and you're going to have another opportunity. So three stories, three stories about prayer that is formative and life-changing. Psalm 51, we see an attitude adjustment. In Isaiah 38, we see a miracle and in Jonah chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, we see, we see repentance, and we see Jonah praying for that. Uh, real quick, I want to make us clear that there is a, a difference, though, between forgiveness and repentance, all right? Uh, when my brother and I were younger, he's, he was here last week, uh, we used to play video games all the time. We had the Nintendo all right, the young people, they're like, what is a Nintendo, right? We had a Nintendo, and our favorite game was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? And we used to play this video game, and we used to fight, and I used to beat him up in the video game, and he would get mad, and he would hit me, not on the video game, but in real life, right? And since I was already in Ninja Turtle mode, I would karate chop him and kick him back, right? And I remember mom coming in and saying, boys, you better cut that out. Stop it, right? I'm going to take the game, and I'm going to throw it away. And we say, yes, mother, right? And then one mom would leave, guess what we do? Bow, bow, bow. We go right back into it, right? 
And mom would say, come in there and say, sorry. And I would look at my brother and say, Jeremy, I'm sorry. He would look at me and say, Jason, I'm sorry. And then mom would leave and we'd go right back at it, right? You know, there's a difference between forgiveness or asking for forgiveness and actual repentance, right? There's, there's a big difference, right? There's a big difference. Repentance is the act of stopping what you're doing, not just saying sorry and forgive me all the time. But we're good at saying sorry and forgive me all the time, aren't we? But God says, I want repentance. I want you to stop, turn around, right? And prayer can help us with that. I love what Ray said this morning. I seem to be doing the same thing over and over. We all identify with that. Same mistakes, same mess-ups. But prayer will help us with repentance. So as we close this morning, I want to end with uh, Hebrews chapter 14, verses 15 and 16, and then, and then we'll close. And I want to leave you with some practical stuff that you can put into place uh, this week that would probably bless, bless your life. Hebrews 14, verses 15 and 16. This high priest of ours understands our weakness, for he faced all of the same temptations we do, yet he did not sin. Verse number 16, please, please write this down. Please highlight it. Please underline it in your Bible. I want you to keep this with you this week. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it. I think when it comes to prayer, God wants us to approach him boldly and lay out everything. And the scripture says there, we will receive his mercy. God will answer our prayer and he'll help us in our time of need. Approach God through prayer boldly. Here we go. Practical application uh, this week and maybe even for this year if you want it and you want to apply it. So great sermon now. What, um, what I want you to do if you haven't done this yet, uh, this is, please do this if you can practice it. Write up a personal mission statement for 2017. How many of you have already done that? Anybody here? Okay, there's a couple. couple. Write down a personal mission statement for 2017. And really, it's like, what do you want to accomplish this year? Many of you guys are probably doing that when you were up last night just kind of reflecting and thinking about life. This year, I would encourage you, maybe this week, to write down a personal mission statement. What is your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? And how are you going to remain focused in following that and reaching that, right? I think it's so, so vitally important to write out a personal mission statement for the year that will keep you on task, okay? So that's number one. That's what you can do this week if you hadn't done it already. Just think about it. Number two is this. Every day this week that you wake up and you look outside, pray to God and thank God every day this morning or this week. Can you do that? When you wake up, when you wake up, write that down. When you wake up every day this week, if you don't already do it, say, thank you, Lord, for putting breath in my lungs. I guarantee you that it'll start off your day in a wonderful way, right? I used to practice this when I was in the Army uh, full-time, right, when I was doing training. We would be out in the woods in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. We'd be on a field training exercise, cold, wet, and dirty, and we'd been spending the night on the ground for, for a week out in the middle of the woods, right? Everybody smells, everybody's hungry, and I would fall asleep for like an hour or two, right? And then I would wake up and I would say, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be alive today and putting breath in my lungs 
And what it did is it helped me get through the day. All right? It's like having your orange juice, right? Can't start the day off with your orange juice. Start the day off with prayer this week, every day, if you can do that. Uh, here's what else I want you to do is I want you to pray for your goal. After you write down your personal mission statement and you pray when you wake up in the morning, pray that God would help you to accomplish that goal every, every single day this week. Maybe your goal is to lose that extra couple of pounds. You guys look wonderful, by the way, so you don't have to worry about that, okay? Or whatever it is, get rid of that bad habit. Pray for that every single day. Lord, help me with this. Help me with this. And then lastly, I want you to pray for a miracle this week. You probably will encounter somebody this week or you know someone in your family or you've got a neighbor that needs a miracle in their life. I would pray this week that you would think about how, how God could bless their lives. And I want you to pray about that. If we truly believe that God is all-powerful, if we truly believe that we serve an awesome God, we can pray in faith for a miracle, right? And we can pray boldly about it. And the reason why I say this is because I feel like we just had a miracle happen. Where's George? George just stepped out, right? I remember George came in, and and we were going to baptize him, and he said, Jason, I've been diagnosed with leukemia, right? And before we baptized him, we prayed a bold prayer, not knowing all the ins and outs of his health condition, but we prayed, Lord, we pray that he does not have leukemia. The next week he came back and he said, Jason, I went to the doctor, and you know what they told me? I don't have leukemia, right? Powerful. However you want to call it, in my mind, that's a miracle. Let's pray for miracles. You never know what God can do. If we approach him boldly, God can do anything. So as we close... How do you plan to make a change this year as you consider the new year? I hope and pray that it will be coupled with a life of prayer. This morning we have a song of invitation selected. If there's anyone here that needs to respond to the message, maybe this year you need to make some serious changes in your life and you want to start it off right, you can come forward. The church will pray with you, pray for you, to encourage you, to build you up so that you can stay focused on these goals this year. Maybe this year you haven't... uh, devoted your life fully to the Lord yet, and you want to be baptized this morning. Today would be a great day to be baptized. As a matter of fact, I think we're going out to Victorville today so we can baptize Izzy at Grandma and Grandpa's place. So we're excited about that. (laughs) Today would be a great day to give your life to the Lord. So if you haven't been baptized, you ought to consider it today. We'll baptize you in water. You have your sins and iniquities washed away. Have a clean conscience with God and be added to the church. Whatever your needs or concerns are, won't you come together while we stand and sing the song of imitation?